Hello, world. My bad. I'm Jordan Powell. I'm Anuka Sethi. Today's podcast episode is about self-image. Image. Woo! Claps, claps, and claps. Um, snaps. Snaps and <laughs> claps. Self-image is like a big thing. A very, very big thing. It's like a big, a big word. A big word? What do you yeah. mean? It's not like a big word, but <laughs> but it like I don't know. And you how do you how do you define yourself? <laughs> how do I define? That's myself? what self image is, isn't it? It's like how you like think about yourself. Stop laughing at me. It's a big concept. Self image. Okay, big concept. Yeah, not a big word. That's what I meant. Okay, drag me. Guess. <laughs> okay, everyone needs to stop. Cause no, I said it, and then I really like I was thinking about it on the way here. But like, self image is really important because it's like not even how the rest of the world sees you, but it's like how, how you, you see, see yourself. yourself. And like, that's so creepy to me. Have you ever just like looked at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh whoa, that's me? Cause mm-hmm. we, I like, I don't know. This is a personal thing. I rarely see myself. Like, I never like actually look at yourself. Yeah. Anymore. I just, like, see other people, and then when I see myself, I'm like, ah. Well, this week, since I was alone in my room, because it was spring break, and my roommates weren't here, I had a lot of time to myself. Mm -hmm. And I most definitely looked at myself in the mirror and was like, where am I ugly? Oh, no. Not in a bad way. Like, it wasn't, like, harmful mentally or anything. I was just looking at myself and being Mm -hmm. like, what do I like about myself? What do I not like about myself? And it's very interesting. Last semester, I found myself looking at myself in um, in the mirror more just because I had a mirror on my desk and I was mm-hmm. always working at my desk. And I liked myself last semester more. <laughs> um, and I don't know. So when I was looking at myself in the mirror, I was like, oh, I'm not as ugly as I always thought I was. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. I still always – because, like, I, I have a really clear mm, – that's not true. My picture of myself is not clear at all. But, like, I know, I think I know how I look, and I think I know how I act, and Mm -hmm. then, like, but I don't, I want to know how other people look at me. How other people perceive it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, anytime someone, like, takes a video of me, and then I see it, and, like, I see myself, like, doing the weird things that I do, I'm like, whoa, that's, like, really weird. Like, I knew it was weird, but I was just like, Mm -hmm. I don't care, it's, like, it's, like, what I do. But then I look at it, and I'm like, whoa, that's really, really weird. Another reason why I cannot listen to this podcast, because I can't listen to myself talk. Yeah. But also, I I don't think you should think about it. Like, don't look at stuff that you do and be like, that's, like, so weird. Why do I do that? Because it's, like, part of who you are and, like, we all love it. Do you know mm, what I mean? Interesting topic. Mm. Interesting idea. Yes. Mm, but you're wrong. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, I'm not wrong. Because, like, if in the moment when you actually do it, you're, you're just being yourself, right? Yeah. And I you guess. don't think, and when you're doing it, you're not like, this is so weird, I should stop. I mean, like, yeah, I am. Okay, but, but like, you shouldn't stop. I know. But Being like, weird is not a bad thing. I know. I feel like just, this goes back to just, like, how, not, like, how my parents raised me, but always they, like, when I was little, if I did something, like, if I rolled my neck, like, that was a big thing, or if mm-hmm. I, like, clapped when I talked, they were like, you can't do that. Because yeah. they, like, just, like, knew what it meant for, like, a little black girl to, like, go out in the world mm-hmm. and do those things and, like, what people would, like, put onto her yeah. and, like, project onto me if I did that. And so then, like, when I do things now, I think, what are people going to think of me when I do that? Yeah. Even though, like, I know I'm just, like, like... Being yourself. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's just, like, what are people going to think when I do that? Mm-hmm. And that 
It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Do you think maybe going home of a winter break, like, changed the way you thought about yourself when you came yeah. back? Because you so, said you were, like, more confident in yourself last semester. This is what Do I was going to... think gonna... going home changed? Yeah. Well, this is what I was about to say. That I was like, oh, that's so personal. Yeah. No, my senior year, I started going to therapy a lot more. Just, like, before mm-hmm. I went to college to make sure that I'm, like, mentally ready Prepared. and all that stuff mm-hmm. and all that jazz and um that therapist like my mom also saw and so like I was like talking to her one day and she was like you and your mom have a lot of similarities and it's like really interesting because like the way that my mom raised like was raised informed me on like how I was gonna be raised and like she then that like she was raised to like hate herself but she wasn't like taught like what self-love looks like Mm-hmm. And then so, like, I then wasn't taught what self-love looks like. You know what yeah. I mean? And then, like, my mom always thinks that she's, like, fat and all these things. And it's, like, she's just not. Like, she always yeah. looks beautiful. And I'm, like, what? But then I always think that's about myself. Yeah. And other people tell me that I'm not. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, like, the way that she was raised, like, really, really informed, like, how I see myself. And and, and so, like, now it's just, like, about uh, – it's so hard. But anytime, like, I think about – I'm thinking negatively about my body and about, like, who I am and all these things. I have to, I, like, keep on trying to tell myself, like, not to Mm because it makes me, like, really, really, really sad and also scared to think about, like, if I have a daughter and then to, like, have her feel Feel the same way that you do. Yeah, Yeah. because, like, I feel like my mom will, like, say all these bad things about herself, but then, like, she can't. Like, she literally, like, she'll cry or she'll be like, I can't talk to you right now. If I'm, like, oh, I hate myself. I'm so dumb. She's, like, every time you say you're dumb, Jordan, it literally breaks my heart because I know you're not. And so, like... I'm, like, scared that that's how it's going to be, like, for me and, like, my daughter. So it's, like, all Mm -hmm. about, like, breaking the cycle. And, like, I have to, like, learn how to love myself. And so, like, my mom and I are, like, both trying to, like, figure that out Mm -hmm. so that, like, I can do that. And then I feel like if you, like, if if your mom loves, like, loves herself, then, Then like. Then you love yourself. Yes, I agree. And that is why when my mother listens to this, I hope she hears the message behind it. (laughs) Stop! But also, I don't blame my mom at all yeah. if anything it's just like it's like sad because it's the way that we were raised yeah and the way that they were raised yeah and and i just also feel like it's just so harder for like women of color to feel like they're beautiful and important yeah. in this world so it's like it's just kind of sad I'm scared to think that like one day i'll have a daughter and she'll hate herself and like the cycle continues yeah. and we as women of color like move just through continue. the world yeah. and we don't think of ourselves as beautiful yeah or worthy Mm -hmm. that's what i meant when i said self-image is a big thing concept it's a big concept not Not a big word but a big concept Mm -hmm. i always saw this book when i was growing up like so i have this joke with like i think just myself wow okay (laughs) anyway (laughs) talk about an inside joke honestly but, like, in the house that I grew up in, I always – like, we had a library, but it was, like, more of a study. Like, there was mm-hmm. a desk and, like, yeah. a couch and, like, bo- like bookshelves, like, a yeah. lot. But I always said that, like, if someone, like, came into our house to, like, rob things, they would always – they could tell, like, we were a black family. Yeah. Because we just, like, had – like, all of the books in our, like, study were, like, written by black authors mm-hmm. and, like, were about black people. And, like, there was always a book about, like – how it was like oh it was like black women body and mind and it was just mm-hmm. like a, like this thick ass book about like how to t- like treat yourself and like how to look at your body and about your mind and things like as a woman 
or like a like a black woman and I remember like being young and like flipping through it or whatever and then when I was home over spring break I was in my mom's room and mm-hmm. I saw it again and I was like oh my god it's that book and so I picked it up and I like took it into my room and it like I looked I flipped like the cover open and it mm-hmm. was like it was a book that my grandmother gave to my mom as like a Christmas present in like 1995 and I was Ooh. like well, that's I know and it was so interesting because like that book was talking about, like, how to live, like, a healthy lifestyle for Mm -hmm. black women physically and mentally and, like, Mm -hmm. the issues that black women faced. Because there was, like, statistics. I mean, they were old statistics because it was 1995. Yeah. But, like, it was, like, very specific for black women. And I found that so interesting just because, like, Mm -hmm. the way that black... Because, okay, so the part... I'm not even going to lie. The part that really interested me when I was little, this was, like, five pages on, like, masturbation, right? Mm -hmm. And so, like... It like the statistic is that black women don't masturbate as much as like white women do. Yeah. Because it's like that's we were like raised to yeah. not be it's comfortable like, with our body. Yes. Yes. That's just <laughs> what I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, like we weren't raised to be comfortable with our bodies and so then it, it's like a taboo thing and it mm-hmm. was just like issues like that just like with health also they were saying how in like African cultures like like bigger bodies are like perceived as like more beautiful mm-hmm. and so like the like, And in western society that's it, just not true. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it was just like interesting statistics like that and then also we just like face major health risk and issues differently than mm-hmm. people and so it was like and and i was like looking at it it was like a guide and it was pretty progressive for 1995 i mean they wow. were like talking about like lesbian relationships and things oh, like wow. that yeah it was a lot i don't know it was supposed to like help you go through the world and be a black woman but it was so much information and it was like mm-hmm. so overwhelming and it's like how do you do all these things how do you be all those things like it was so yeah. scary and like scary now not when i was like little like scary now when i was like flipping through the book yeah it was because so much now we're older now we actually understand we think more about how the world sees us and yeah. how we present ourselves to the world mm-hmm. and that's why i think it's had such a big impact now because we talk about this and think about this on a daily basis especially being in theater at least as an actor i always think about how do people see me mm-hmm. what do i how do i come across yeah to other people i'm still figuring out who i am i think but also, like, that's okay when 19. Exactly. Like, I don't have yeah. everything figured out. But I think I know who I want to be, and I know who I am right now, maybe. And I'm just, like, scared that other people don't think that. The same thing. Yeah. And, like, if I had more self-esteem, then it wouldn't matter to me what other people thought. What other people think. Because, like, I just mm-hmm. knew who I was, but, like, I just don't have that. I think it scared me when I was reading it, because I was like, I really, like, don't have the tools to, like, love myself. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to love yourself. Yeah. Especially when everyone says, like, there's a certain way that you should be. Yeah. Whether that's, like, your family or, like, society. Mm-hmm. There's always someone telling you that the way that people should see you. Which leads me to something I want to talk about. Go. Body hair. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a big thing in how I present myself. I think, or like how for for the longest time of my life, my teenage years, <laughs> I thought it was so important to be clean shaven and like have no hair on my body. Mm-hmm. Um, and since coming to college, I've realized that's just not true. Like it does not make a difference whether my arms are hairy or not, mm-hmm. or my legs or my underarms or like whatever. It doesn't matter. But I've always had growing up 
that like idea or like stigma that I should be Mm -hmm. and I don't like it and it's hot to kick because there's still like oh my voice hello um there's still times that like I know that I don't have to shave my legs Mm -hmm. they don't look that bad but I see like two heads and I'm like I have to shave my entire leg Mm -hmm. and I don't like that and I don't know why that's still there even though I've started to acknowledge that I don't it doesn't matter anymore yeah I feel like it's just going back to like feeling like we have to be perfectly curated Mm -hmm. for the world to like be able to accept us you know because I mean I started like shaving and doing all that stuff when I was in middle school and that's Mm -hmm. when I was just like really conscious of like that's like when you start like you hit puberty that's when you become like really conscious of like people Mm -hmm. like looking at you because I don't know I like tutor first graders and they like do not care care about they just like run around they're free like they don't care like what they look like like what Mm -hmm. what anyone thinks it's like when you start hitting puberty and you like start changing you're like ah I'm yeah. you're like very aware of like and how I also people think notice you. I, yeah, and I also think it's a lot of like us rather than everyone else. Like yeah. it's less that everyone's like, oh my god, she has such hairy legs, and it's more that oh my god, everyone thinks I have such hairy legs. Mm-hmm. Like it, if no one else cares, why do I care so much? When I was going through puberty, that's also the same time that I started swimming, swimming. and that was so rough. That was weird. Mm-hmm. I hated that being in a bathing suit while your body's changing, mm-hmm. and like being in a pool with boys like three times a week. Mm-hmm. That sucked. It was such a big ordeal for me because then I had to like figure out what I was going to do with my hair. Yeah, and like the only, the like, and so. This just goes back to just, like, being taught, like, what sh- you know, what, like, your what your parents know, and just, like, being yeah. taught and, like, like being fed, like, what your parents know. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom didn't know any other way to take care of my hair unless it was, like, relaxed, unless there was yeah. chemicals in it. And so it's, like, that was the option for me and, like, my mm-hmm. hair. And, and I did it because of swimming, but I also, like, I wanted to do it for, the, like, the longest time yeah. because I wanted to look like everyone else. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to blend in. I didn't want to stand out. Like, and and I think it's just, like... I didn't know. You're, like, still trying to figure out who yeah. you are. And then it's just, like, scary to, like, think about yeah. standing out. And I also think there's a big thing of, like, people just find straight hair prettier. Or, like, yeah. just having that kind of hair nicer. And mm-hmm. I don't understand why. Because we all have beautiful hair. Yeah. Like, but, but never... Oh, I never got it. But, like, when curly hair is seen, like, or is seen as, like, unprofessional, yeah. that drives it me It drives me insane. Nuts. That drives me so insane. I don't want to... For the longest time, I straightened my hair. I had both keratin treatment and Brazilian blowout. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't need to. Like, yeah. my hair is so nice the way it is. Mm-hmm. People used to tell me that. People would be like, I wish I had your hair. Like, it's so nice. And I'd always be like, shut up. Like, you don't want my hair. It sucks. Frizzy, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then went on to, like, straighten my hair all the time. But it's interesting because I feel like we always want, like, what What we don't have. have. And, and, like, it's weird because I'm just going to drag white women real quick. I feel like white women, like, want some of... They do. Like, the characteristics. They're like, I wish I had hair like yours. And I'm like, no, you don't. But, like, they don't, like, understand, like, what that means, what the implications are, like, what it means to, like... It's not a wig. It's not, like, something you take off and take down. It's like, like, I can't change my hair to be, like, pin straight and nice like yours every other day. Yeah. Like, that's just not how it works. Yeah. And, like, 
I always think about this so bad. Like, I, I'm so envious of people who can just, like, use whatever shampoo. And, oh, like, yeah, I cannot do like, that. stroll up to CVS and, like, just be like, yeah, this will do. Yeah. I can't do that. And, like, people who don't use conditioner either, I'm like, what? Ew, people don't use conditioner? People don't use conditioner. Crazy. Yeah. I couldn't. I could never. And yeah. I have to, like, use specific shampoo and conditioner because Mm -hmm. i cannot just use anything i have to use what works for my hair and that being said i still don't know what works for my hair yeah like i've had phases of my life where i'm like this is my shampoo Mm -hmm. and then a couple months later i'm like no it's not yeah when will i find the shampoo that works for my hair that's the essential question of this episode yeah (laughs) and that being said like my grandma has given me shampoos and stuff from india that are like specific for Mm -hmm. my kind of hair do not work in my hair. Are you serious? Yeah. That's crazy. I hated using that. Like, I used them, and I was like, this is going to work. And mm-hmm. the first couple washes, I'm like, it's working. And then I'm like, no, it's not. Why am I, like, trying to make myself think it's working? It's uh-huh. not. I don't so, know. So I hope one day somebody will create a shampoo for my hair that works. You can create your own shampoo, Anuka. This is my resignation from Tish Drama. <laughs> I'm going to become a shampoo artist. <laughs> I don't know if I read this, saw this, or maybe it was a post on Instagram or something, but even just, like, professional women that we see, like, in the world, I mean, there's there's becoming, like, more and more, like, women who are professional and, like, are wearing their natural hair, but, like, picture if, like, Michelle Obama had natural hair. Like, how mm-hmm. would that be? You yeah. know what I mean? It's just, like, seen as professional and, like, sleek yeah. and, like, put together. Oh, my God. You know what that reminds me of? All the, like, shampoo ads, they always have such nice hair. Like, maybe it's me, like, speaking specifically to, like, the Indian ads for shampoo. Yeah. They all have, like, shiny black long hair. Mm -hmm. My hair will never look like that. Yeah. But that's what I grew up thinking was what my hair needed to look like. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen an ad for shampoo or anything that has black women in it. Oh, I thought you meant in general. Maybe I was like, today I'm going to show you. I don't know. So I grew up watching those. So I always thought that's what my hair needed to look like. Mm-hmm. And I remember one time when I was really young, like, I don't remember how old I was. I don't remember anything about the situation. All I remember is that one time I was talking about that and my mom goes, they just blow dry their hair. Like, that's not even their real hair. They just blow dry it. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, so I need to just blow dry my hair all the time. Like, I need to straighten my hair all the time to make mm-hmm. it look like that. Yeah. Like, if we get the shampoo, it's the, like, straightening. Yeah. That just reminds me. And, like, it's, it is what you just said, but also is it? Like, I re- like there's a lot of friends that I have. Because I we were, like, I was thinking about it. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, we're really talking about, like, growing up and all these things. But it, like, still is, like, here with us. Like, mm-hmm. the way that, like, we are, like, we have to do these things because. But, like, I have, I still have friends who, like, they, if they're wearing their natural curly hair, they, like, freak out and they have to straighten it. Like, they'll yeah. cry. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, like, cannot accept how they look with curly hair. Yeah. And it just, like, makes me so mad that, like, society has, like, made us feel that like we, the, what we yeah. naturally look like is, is ugly wrong. to the point where we cry. And, yeah. like, we can't look at ourselves with it. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. Like, it reminds me of how... Whenever my hair was curly, I never wore it down. I always had a ponytail. Yeah. Like, signature look. Like, if you ask any of my friends from home, I never... They, like, rarely ever see me with my hair down unless Mm -hmm. it's straight. Because I don't... I never felt, like, comfortable having my natural hair down. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's ugly, frizzy, doesn't look good, and I always used to tie it up. 
oh, this is so sad. But, like, when I was saying how, like, whenever I take down my braids, or, like, when it's, like, time to take down my braids, I, like, mm-hmm. have a panic attack. So I'm yeah. like, I don't want to have my natural hair out again. Like, I took down my braids, and now I'm having a panic attack because I hate the way that I look without braids. Like, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Like, I woke up this morning, and I was like, I look ugly. Yeah, yeah. Like That's how I felt this week because I – like I said many a time, my natural hair is coming back. Mm-hmm. So this week when it rained, whatever day it rained, and I was walking home. So it ruined my hair, obviously. So I had to wash it. Mm-hmm. And the next day I woke up and it was like pretty natural. And I was yeah. like, I want to cry. This is so ugly. When am I going to straighten my hair? Yeah. So I get it. Like, why yeah. did I think that? So we like grew up thinking this way. And, like, feeling this way, but it still, like, lives within us and it comes Mm -hmm. out, like, randomly. And I also think it's crazy that we acknowledge that it's not the right thing to think like that. And And we're, like, like this, like, you're beautiful, like, Mm -hmm. no matter, blah, blah, blah. But because that's the way we grew up and the way that society pressured us, Mm -hmm. it's there forever. Yeah. It's not easy to get rid of. Yeah. Like, honestly... Just, like, going back to just, like, thinking positively about myself and, like, speaking positivity into my life was so hard. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, it's – because I've just been, like, conditioned and, like, it's a routine. Like, I'm used to saying all these negative things about myself. And, like, half of it I don't believe, but I just say it. Mm -hmm. And, um – and so it's, like, really hard to, like, get out of the pattern of, like, looking at myself in the the mirror and being, like, oh, you look ugly. And, like, okay, let's go. Like, it's yeah. not, like, that's not okay for me to, like, yeah. constantly, and it's not acceptable for me to, like, constantly say that I'm ugly mm-hmm. or that, and even in class, like, I'm, like, I'll say something in class and then I'll be like, oh, I don't know, but that's, like, dumb. Like, why am I being, like, my... Why are you making excuses? Yeah. For... I'm not even making excuses. It's just, like, I put out an idea in the room and then I said that it was a bad one. Like, why am I giving people ammo to, like, not hate me, but, like, I'm I am being my worst enemy. I'm just, like, yeah. saying negative things to myself constantly yeah constantly and you don't need to yeah like you don't need to put out an idea and be like oh but never mind it's bad like Mm -hmm. don't think about it yeah like don't make excuses for it because everyone in that room wants to hear what you have to say i don't know about all that well (laughs) i think so at least okay even if they don't want to we're in an environment where we should be allowed yeah be allowed to say what we want and not have to excuse it yeah and everyone in that room whether they want to or not should be open to listening to everyone's ideas yeah but it's also you know everyone in that room wants to so oh my gosh i just like thought of something but it's also like whenever i am super confident and Mm -hmm. like assertive then i feel like i'm being a bitch or i'm being like the loud crazy black girl because that's in my head what, what like i've you've been, been like raised taught to think, and like yeah. and like i've been told to like calm down because, because then you in don't public, want people to think people about you exactly like that. yeah so then it's like if i am like confident and assertive then that just immediately becomes like not political but it's just like immediately like seen as like S- seen as that and you don't want to be seen as that yeah but it's just like it's not even that it's violent but it, it's just like i'm trying to find like the right word but like if i'm confident and assured of myself that makes other people uncomfortable because mm-hmm. like why is this black girl like out here speaking this loud this confidently this passionate like why is she this confident that's terrifying to people and so i probably excuse myself to like make other people feel comfortable we're unpacking so much today i really really it's a sunday morning and i can't (laughs) it's a sunday morning i went to bed at 4 a.m yeah i just like really unpacked all that and i like really figured all that out 
That's good. I guess. That's really good. This is what the podcast is for. (laughs) Also, just in society in general, whenever we see super confident people, it's like, oh, well, why do they think they're all that? Like, why? You know what I mean? And it's like, no, why can't we all just really, like, think highly of ourselves and, like, realize that we're all different Mm -hmm. and that we're all... You're, like, so right. When we see people that are super confident, we're like, okay, like, get off your high horse. Yeah. You're not all that, like, you're not that special. Relax. Yeah. But in fact, that person probably just, like, has a great self-image. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I think we should do Obsession Corner because I feel like we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about in Obsession Corner. Mm -hmm. So buckle in, strap Strap in. That was so great. Who wants to go first? Um... You can go first because I feel like your obsession corner is like partially my obsession corner. Yeah, and then like I'll when you're done Yours talking is also about it, a, like I think the second half of your obsession corner is a little lighter, and we should end on that note. And then once you're done talking about your obsession corner, I'll like put in how it's like half my obsession, and then I'll yeah. talk about that's how we'll do it. Okay. Okay. So we didn't have to explain that, but my no, but obsession like, corner—it's behind the scenes, you know, like a, yeah, a yeah, sneak yeah, peek yeah. and how we. And how we're kind of a mess. Okay, moving on. <laughs> My obsession corner is the movie Us. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. If you remember, a couple weeks ago, Jordan mentioned... <laughs> I was so wrong! <laughs> I know. Um, she was like, oh my god, the new Jordan Peele movie, Us. Like, I don't really get it. Like, I don't really know what it's about, but... No, 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 no. That's what you said. Time out. That's not what I said. I yeah, said... Did. No. Zane, wait a second. I'm going to say what I thought I said, and then Zayn will be like, yes, Jordan, or yes, Nuka. Okay. What I think I remember saying is that I think I had it figured out where, like, us was going to be about, like, the black community and how we have to, like, look at ourselves and, like, our biggest enemies are self. Because, like, that's what I was thinking. Is I don't that remember what I you said, saying Zane? that. I yep. don't remember you Zane saying said, that. Zane agrees. Zane's our biggest listener. So, hey. You're right. <laughs> Because He's here for the live show. And the only reason why I thought that is because it was, like, in the trailers, you see, like, them. And I thought it, like, had to do with, like, the black community having mm-hmm. to, like, deal with itself and, like, yeah. battle Speaking of, that's, like, Tatiana, my roommate, she asked me last night when I told her I watched it. She was like, does it have a lot to do with race? So, like, I get that. Yes. Okay, yeah. anyway, so that's my obsession this We have to make sure we, we don't saw, spoil anything. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so hard. Okay, so we saw it last night. And we were reeling. Like, one, yeah, it was creepy, whatever. But, like, the deep stuff that comes after it and, like, what you think about once it's over and, like, going back and thinking about all the things that happened and noticing different things and trying to, like, answer all the questions that are very unanswered by the end of the movie. That's the scariest thing about this movie, I think. Like, we finish a movie at, like, 12 something yeah we walked the streets of new york kind of scared oh so scared. someone walked out of 7-eleven while i was talking to you guys mm-hmm. and scared me very like my heart dropped i don't know if you remember this but yeah. i like i audibly gasped i was like because <gasps> they scared me that badly but whatever so we walked back to britney hall mm-hmm. and we talked for two hours yeah about we did the movie and trying to figure out everything that we just didn't understand and i'm like i'm upset i need to see the movie again i need to go back and see the things that we mentioned last night i need to go back and see things that we didn't even see the first time yeah okay piggybacking is that a thing that's gross all right whatever um see there i go again saying what i just said was gross oh this is so hard guys it is it's really hard to like change the way you talk about yourself and what you say and what you do 
Anyway, going into the movie theater, I feel like Jordan Peele is actually a genius, but like there's that's not a surprise there. But I mm-hmm. feel like what really like interests me is the culture that he's like built around himself and his movies. Yeah. Because like I was like aware, you know, as a person, I was just like aware of people talking and like like just like the feeling in the room. Yeah. And like everything that happened, mm-hmm. people would be like whispered to the person next to me, like, oh, yeah. like that. Remember when that blah blah blah? And, like everyone we, was we like, did that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everyone is on high alert. Like he's created a everyone culture. Everyone is trying to figure out what the, everything like, means. means. Like he's created a culture for himself now where like people know that his movie. And the thing, like, I mean, like every every director in every movie doesn't put things in there arbitrarily. Yeah, Arbit- like everything mm-hmm. is there for a reason. Everything <laughs> but, like, means something, especially in a Jordan especially, Peele. Especially, yeah. And so I feel like he's done, like, and he's really built like a good culture around that. Mm-hmm. But then also, you go into that movie and you think you know what it's about, and it's you just no not yeah. like. It's really, really, really not. And I'm it's, not going to tell you why it's it's like that. Because you spoilers. just need to see it. Yeah. And you need to go spend money on it. Because you need to go, like, give like, money to black creators. That's the best money I've ever spent, honestly. Yeah. It's important to go spend money Ugh, on that movie. Because I need to go watch it again. I will. I need to yeah. know. Yeah. I guess we'll take Zane. It was just... I feel like with Get Out, he really, like, Jordan Peele really made sure that we understood, like, what the social commentary was. Yeah. And, like, you left the movie knowing exactly what, like, what everything symbolized. Like, every single time a white person spoke in that movie, mm-hmm. you're like, let's, let's, like, oh, that's uncomfortable. Like, I've heard that. Or, you're a white person, I've said that. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and then with this movie, you really are left to, like, think about all that you saw and then really piece it together. And mm-hmm. um, our friend Max... Max, you finally get a shout out. You better be Max happy. You better movie. be rolling around the floor. <laughs> anyway, um, he was saying how we were like leaving and we had so many questions and he was like, I'm just going to look up an article tomorrow yeah. and I'll figure it out. And I was like, and I, we were like, no, like we're going to no, sit down. We're going to talk, talk about, about this. two hours. We could have written an article we to be written honest. An article, but it, it's just like, it's just so cool that he's created such like beautiful art that I was viscerally like, it, like yeah. I just felt so much and I was literally like shaking. Like, like we I had to call so each other much. on the way home. Yes. Just because I could not walk home that yeah. way. Like, so much was going through my head. Like, I said this in acting um, when we did this exercise and I was talking, we were talking about, like, how it felt from ourselves, whatever, whatever. And I said that I felt like there was, like, a ball in, like, my core that was, like, shaking and I couldn't make it stop shaking and that's how I felt the entirety of this movie and afterwards when we talked about it. Like, I just felt, like, yeah, shaken. Yeah, and then, like, another part of it is just, like, uh, it made me so proud that that movie happened but it also made me like i want to make art that shakes people that's yeah. always been like my goal and i like i i don't think i'm doing that right now but I, that's like but what that's i really okay. want to do that's really what i want to do yeah if I, if someone can walk out of a movie that i'm in and talk about it like that yeah like the way we talked like, about it and even the way really we talked about that Lupita, shit up exactly. she really fucked that shit up like she really like, oh did such a good job her like half of the movie that like terrifies me is her face in a yeah. beautiful way because she's yeah. stunning. Mm-hmm. But like the way she the way she did it, like she's just like the like the images of her are just stunning. Mm-hmm. Like her beautiful. acting, wow, wow, amazing. Wow. Also, I'd like to shout out the cinematography of that film. It was amazing. There was this one scene where they were walking on the beach, and it was like from above, and their shadows were like going along the beach with yeah. them. Oh, Ugh. my God. I Fuck can't stop thinking up. about that scene. Like, oh, it was so good. 
Yeah. Moving on to your obsession. Moving corner. on, which is so much lighter. Mm-hmm. Master Chef Junior. I have Aww. been a fan. <laughs> Louis, everyone leave me alone. I have been a fan of Master Chef Junior for years now. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. those kids are so adorable. It's two of my favorite things, kids and food combined. Mm-hmm. And I love that that show, just that movie. <laughs> that movie. movie. I love that show just because the kids are like so nice and kind to each other. Like, they're so yeah. supportive. And also, it's really, really funny. Are they really that one kid that oh, you yeah. showed? <laughs> fully threw the people in his team under the bus. Like, the salmon was uncooked. Gordon Ramsay was angry. This kid was like, it was blah, blah, and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Okay, most of the kids. That's the meanest kid I've seen, like, on this season. Yeah, and that yeah. kid was really trying to be the captain, huh? The CEO. Yeah. I don't know. I really love this season. I think... The kids are amazing. The, the It's so funny. Like, in mm-hmm. the past, I've watched it just to, like, feel good about humanity, that yeah. all these kids are, like, in a co- competitive environment, but they're also, they like, really nice to each yeah. other. Like, it made me feel good about, like, humanity and where we were going. But, like, this season's just so funny. It's, it's so, so very funny. From what you showed me, like, I have to watch it. I'm going to watch it today. I love MasterChef so Junior. Um, that's my obsession corner. Please, can I talk about that one scene with this girl? <laughs> Oh, you have to, like, go into detail, so... Okay, so it's a team challenge. It's blue team, okay? They're they're cooking for... Clowns. Yeah, for people who perform in the circus. circus. So, blue team, led by this girl named Ellie. Is that name Ellie? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, I'm naming her Ellie. That's her name now. So, she's a captain of blue team. So, everyone's hustling, bustling around the kitchen. They're cooking. And she's like, guys... No one's (laughs) listening to her. She's like, guys... Everyone, listen to me. And everyone's just not listening to her. They're doing their own thing. And she's like, why is no one listening to me? And she goes up to this other guy. And she's like, can you get everyone to listen to me? Like, can I, can we have a meeting? So this guy goes, everyone listen. And everyone listens. Like, everyone drops their everyone, pots and Everyone's pans, like, okay. And they come together. And they come and around. And, yeah. And she's like, I just think she's like crying. And I feel so bad for this girl because this was me forever. <laughs> She's crying and she's like, I just think it's a little ironic that we're having a meeting. Oh, like, you guys are not listening to me. And we're having a meeting about you not listening to me. <laughs> no one was listening to her. <laughs> and I was like, I just want to send this to every person from my high school and just be like, this was me. Yeah. Honestly, Ellie, we see you. Sometimes we're listening to we're you. We're listening to you. And sometimes, Ellie, it's hard to be a woman and be a, a captain, a, captain, a and CEO, a CEO, a captain, and to really lead your team. And sometimes they just don't listen to you. But we see you, we, we hear, hear you. you. You're heard, Ellie. We <laughs> love you, Ellie. I really hope her name's Ellie. I really hope that girl's <laughs> name's Ellie. Well, we're really rooting for you over here. I'm making it. I big. hope you win. Okay. And with that, we'll catch you guys next week on, on making, making it big. big. Bye, yeah, yeah.